forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary stories, stories to Tell on the, the pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things that happen to you that you tell us about. Um, basically, it's for people who like ghosts, but are um, also people who like to laugh. And it's for people who like us. Hey. And that's not everyone. It's not everyone, but it is some people. It's can, some people. I can Most prove of it. them... Most of them live in Poland. We have a map. <laughs> we do. I can show you this. We don't know why. We really thank you to the people of Poland who consistently show up for us. Also, Australia, you're doing very well. Canada, we love you. Big time Australia. If you're like a twee, socially awkward American, Australia has your back. It's <laughs> very true. Um, We're very grateful. Yeah, Andrew and I are two good friends. We love talking about ghosts. We love scary stories. We love being scared. We love laughing. Um, so you're invited to our little sleepover if that's what you want. Welcome. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah. You could also just take your headphones out and be alone with your own thoughts, but we both know that's <laughs> not an option. <laughs> How could you possibly? Well, I sure can't. Um, I haven't in one moment of my life been alone with my thoughts. I know. So. You know when, when people are like, I'm just going to get away, like sit in the woods for a while. It's like I am begging for a bird to make a loud noise in the woods so I can be like, <laughs> that bird be quiet. I want I want to find a bird that I think is injured so I can join like an upstate New York Facebook group. To sign, <laughs> like find a woman who knows how to set a bird wing and it turns out it was just faking me. <laughs> Don't you hate when birds fake it? Every day. Every day. Um, Anna, today is a Wednesday. It is. And uh, on Wednesdays, we do a little thing we like to call an urban legisode. Yes. And today's urban legisode is inspired by uh, an email request that we have received from a young listener, Anna. Oh my God. Like a baby? Uh, like, a, like a true infant um, who oh. psychically messaged me this. That's uh, scary. No, that's a joke. Okay. Here's the message we received. And this one's kind of old, and so we apologize for uh, getting to this late. Again, Anna and I, we're a two-person operation here. If, if you send us something before we haven't gotten to it, we're terribly sorry. Um, oh, always feel free to send it again. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the vibe. Yeah, that's the vibe. Don't be mad at us, I guess. That's the energy of the podcast. Right? That's, that's our main concern is to not be mad at us. <laughs> uh, anyway, here's the message. Hi, my name is Zach. I'm 10 years old and I love your show. <laughs> Zach, thank you. Zach, good job. Just wondering, could you do an urban legisode on Momo? I can't put a pic of her because she is the scariest thing I've ever seen. If you could, thank you. <laughs> Zach, you are 10. You can't be messing around with Momo. I know, Zach. So first of all, um, uh, Zach, we are thrilled that you're a listener of the podcast. We hope we don't say anything in, inappropriate or please don't say swear words just because we say them. Um, we're, we're adults who who need therapy. And so we, we only say swear words to make ourselves sound cool and it's not working. It's really so not working. All my clothes are still mind. from the gap. Um, <laughs> very lame, but, uh, Zach, we would be happy to do a little breakdown of Momo. I've done some research for those of you who are not familiar. 
Um, because this was a big thing that hit I, I, in like early 2019, went super viral. People were very scared. And I'm here to um, allay your fears, Zach. Uh, this is an urban legislation meant to demystify something scary on the internet. Okay, good. So it, my preconceived notion is that Momo is dangerous for young children. Yes, and that is okay. that was the message that was put out there. Um, okay. And I'm excited to share. It's very okay, rare in this podcast that we are able to actually have facts to back up reasons not to be afraid. Normally, it's just Anne and I lying to ourselves. That's true. I also I don't think that Momo is actually dangerous. I just I was trying to remember the yes, the, that, you know, the area around it. That was that was the idea. And I'll break down. I'll break down in this episode what what the um, urban legend nature of Momo was and the reality of it, which is uh, very interesting, I think. Amazing. So, Zach, this one goes out to you. Uh, this is an urban legisode about the queen of internet boogie things, Momo. Um, and uh, the references here, I pulled from a Vox article by Amanda Sukuma, an Atlantic article by Taylor Lorenz, and our favorite book, Wikipedia. Perfect. So, in early 2019, images of a demonic chicken lady stoked panic across the globe with warnings of a dangerous suicide game that targeted children on social media. But behind the hysteria linked to the so-called Momo Challenge is an issue far more revealing. This urban legend is a hoax fueled by media reports and parents' fears about their kids' online activity. Okay. Uh, Anna, do you remember the first time you saw the picture of Momo? I do. It was on something like Vox where it was yes. like an aggregator. So it was like way too zoomed in. Oh, and yeah. I, it was really, it was troubling, but it didn't have the same effect. I saw the sort of close up face one yeah. and not the sort of squatting one. And the squatting one I find a lot more upsetting. Right. In case you've not seen Momo before, it is, it is a sort of perverse, um, incredibly frightening and misshapen a kind of um Shelley Duvall-esque uh scary face with big bulging eyes and like a beak-like nose and mouth um yeah and ha- and this being has a like long black hair and a chicken body so according to the lore the momo challenge was a viral game shared on messaging services like WhatsApp that goaded young children into violence or even self-harm Images of the devilish bird lady supposedly pop up with creepy messages and commands that are said to escalate to extreme violence and horror. Other iterations of the story claim to feature the terrifying image spliced into children's programs like Peppa Pig Mm -hmm. or video games like Fortnite in videos posted to YouTube. The signature image for Momo predates pretty much every report of the supposed challenge and appears to have nothing to do with the viral sensation. So Anna... This image is actually of a statue called Mother Bird made by an artist named Kaisuki Ayasawa, who works with the Japanese special effects company Link Factory. And images of his statue from a gallery display of his first began circulating as early as 2016. So this is just like a a, a, um, a piece of art, really, which is meant it's to- a, It's a art. It's a art. It's not scary. It's art. Yes. Um, so the challenge itself was likely cooked up on a creepypasta subreddit, which we've talked about many creepypastas on this podcast and it covered, um, bad one-star creepypastas, which was a real thrill. If ever you want to demystify yourself about creepypastas. Mm. Um, but basically it's, it's, that's a forum. It's an online forum for people to often anonymously post 
supposedly real scary stories that are not. You know, it's just a new it's just a new way of sharing urban legends and scary stories. Um, an image of the mother bird sculpture was uploaded there in July 2018, and from there, the myth of Momo took hold. It became a worldwide phenomenon after an Indonesian newspaper wrongly reported that it had caused a 12-year-old girl to kill herself when there's no source that um, links a child's death to the Momo challenge whatsoever. Then awareness spread in February 2019 after the police service of Northern Ireland citing the Indonesian newspaper posted a public warning on Facebook, which again is like, if you're not checking your source and you're just spreading scared information, these are how these things turn into like uh, um, uh, scary panic epidemics. But then Anna, things got a whole lot worse when Kim Kardashian posted on her Instagram story, pleading for YouTube to remove alleged Momo videos. And from Kim. there, it blew the heck up. I mean, when Kim posts it, it becomes real for the vast majority of the population. She is the Irish Police Department of America. <laughs> We've always said it on this podcast. Um, from there, the challenge spread to, listen to all these countries, the United States, Canada, UK, Ireland, India, Luxembourg, Belgium, Iran, Pakistan, the Philippines, France, Indo- oh, France. French dressing. French. That's half France, <laughs> half French. Yeah. <laughs> We're waiting for it. Um, Hong Kong. Well, that's not a country. The Wikipedia. What are you doing? Uh, Spain, Portugal, Mexico, Colombia, Chile, Argentina, Brazil, and Australia. So uh, folklorist experts have categorized Momo as what is called a moral panic urban legend much like the satanic panic surrounding the Dungeons and Dragons game in the 1980s and the old prostitute stealing your organs rumors of the 1970s. Oh. Basically, technology is confusing to everybody, but especially for adults and parents. And apps like Snapchat and WhatsApp and smartphones in general are the modern day equivalent to like the dark and scary woods that parents don't want their kids wandering around in. Right. Sure. So um, these moral panic urban legends come from the natural parental fear of like, what is my kid doing that they're not that I'm not aware of? And so people, parents are much more likely to share information about that in in a um, well-meaning attempt to try and protect children when in fact they're just uh, is propagating a word. That's a word, right? Yeah. Absolutely, it's a word. Thank you very much. When they're just propagating a scary thing that doesn't exist, and when they share it on Facebook, then suddenly it's like all of a sudden everybody believes it, which might sound familiar in terms of the rest of the news. Um, But this is localized to just uh, 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 Momo and urban legends in general. And that was the entire source of this urban legend. There's no, there's not even really evidence that there was actually a Momo challenge. Like, it was just people talking about a Momo challenge, but not even that many people. It was just on like a creepypasta subreddit. And then somehow, you know, starting with a small Indonesian newspaper, um, it spread from there, which is kind of scary in its own way. But Zach, you don't have to be afraid of Momo. Um, she is not an online boogie person. Uh, she's just a thing that was like made up and unfortunately – um, panicky parents spread it around the world real fast, including Kim yeah. Kardashian. <laughs> well, it's like when it feels like it's something that you don't understand that is 
like a 10 out of 10 on the threatening scale. Yeah. You want to protect someone before you take the time to understand what it is because it feels like a, a house on fire. Well, um, and the interesting... And, oh, sorry, please. Oh, no, go ahead. Um, and the interesting thing is that uh, in my research for this, I found that there are some sources for things that parents could be upset about. There's this whole phenomenon called Elsa gate, which is there are these just random accounts that make like disturbing videos featuring children's characters. No, but it, it appears to actually have nothing to do with actually trying to scare kids or to do anything wrong. It's just people trying to, um, maximize the algorithm as best they can. So it's like videos that have tags like learning colors or educational or like children's entertainment, the algorithm bumps and pushes forward. Um, but also things that are like fight or um, blood or whatever also got bumped. Now YouTube is in the process of undoing that, but Elsa gate gets its name from there were these accounts that would like post videos of like cartoons or puppets or like stop motion um, uh, like doll figures of Elsa from frozen doing inappropriate things. No, they can't do that. She's royalty. She's royalty. She's the ice princess. She's the ice queen. Thank you very much. Wow. Think about that. Think about that. Uh, Yeah. And so that is very interesting to me. And that is the thing as a parent, I understand how you could be primed to be scared of something like this. Um, but sometimes that overreactionary quality that we all can have when it comes to like protecting children actually does the opposite and scares them more than they would be otherwise. <laughs> I know. I think it's a, a confluence of two things. It's it, classically Momo is about media literacy, mm-hmm. um, which I've written a 400 page paper on for a grad school that does not exist. It is hilarious. <laughs> it's very funny. It's mostly <laughs> pictures, but um. Uh, yeah, people just not having a sense of how to critically um, receive information and to consider sources mm-hmm. um, because Facebook is just like friends talking to friends. Right. Right. And I think it's also that like when you have a child, it changes you because you love more than you ever could. Of course. And it you it just is this biological thing that happens. I met my friend Sue's baby today and we we're talking about it. It's Aww. like, oh, I'll just never I won't know that until and unless I have a baby like it makes your heart bigger right and like then you get and that's how you get Kim Kardashian begging (laughs) YouTube to take down Momo like it changes your brain I don't blame Kim Kardashian at all I have this this podcast has famously never blamed Kim Kardashian for anything thing no of course not um yeah I, I mean this is the this is also like when I think about other kind of campaigns that that may have that may have had like good intentions or but like I think remember of Coney twenty twelve, big time like that was just a thing where I don't think anyone was even doing any research about it. It was just like a very well produced video about something horrific, and suddenly everyone was like, "I care about this thing more than I've cared about anything in my life," you know. Um, so God. there are there are I mean, unfortunately, the internet like is is a tool and it doesn't have a conscience and so um whatever mm-hmm. you know the we as human beings like the best of us is like compassionate and empathetic and like wants to um speak out on behalf of people who could be victimized 
Um, but we should just always consider sources and always do our research. And when something like this pops up that sounds completely insane, it doesn't mean that it is absolutely false. But before we um, share about it on Facebook or on social media, like let's all do a little bit of background work so that we don't terrify the kids. <laughs> And this comes from two people who use Wikipedia as, like, the encyclopedia. Oh, regularly. Well, people get scared, and it's fun to be scared, but some people get more scared than others faster. That's true. And, Momo, this picture is very scary, and if I were a kid, Zach, when it came out, I would be terrified of it. It's still a kind of scary picture to me as a 33-year-old adult, so... I know. I would say that it scared adults more than it scared kids. Yeah. Or, Zach, you let us know, but that is my... It's funny, I search Momo, and it's just, like restaurants coming up i think that oh no i'm looking at the picture and i don't like it yeah it's a bad picture to look at i don't recommend it um oh, I, it makes sense and there scary was things are scary there was that snl sketch um uh-huh. that was inspired by momo but it's like a mascot for a chicken restaurant right yes rob klein wrote that yeah. very very funny Kate McKinnon. Uh, you know that's a good way to if zach if you're looking for a way to kind of um wean yourself off the scariness of momo that might be a good transition into being able to laugh about it. Yeah, you could. I think it's, I think it's pretty, pretty, um, it's, it's, it, there's nothing about it that would be too scary. I don't think. Yeah. I think it's rated F for families for sure. That's definitely, we do write every sketch. <laughs> I'm scared of Momo. It's all pictures of Momo and then a beautiful picture of Kim Kardashian. <laughs> On Google Images. Also, I should clarify when I said when I said that there's something um, reminiscent of Shelley Duvall. I'm not saying that Momo looks like Shelley Duvall. I'm saying that um, if we were to create a terrifying version of a celebrity, that would be the closest celebrity I could find. Oh, of course. Yeah. There's no getting around it. Yeah, it's just it's just facts. I mean, I think I know. I'm trying to think of like what the what my face taken to the nth degree would be as a scary thing, and I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Is it Alf? Well, I mean, I think Alf is me on a good day, frankly. Um, Alf is hot. <laughs> Alf, Alf canonically is hot. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I think that I, from the time I was a very little kid when I don't have a beard, I look a lot like Bella Lugosi, who's the actor who played Dracula, but like 70-year-old Bella Lugosi. We've got, we've got kind of squinty eyes and round faces, and that's just how it works. That's beautiful. Thank you very much. Um, I don't know who I am. I think I might also be Alf. <laughs> I looked a lot like um Brendan Fraser as a child. Oh. Um big news. He's he just got cast in um uh The Whale, the the film adaptation of that play The Whale, Pulitzer Prize winning. <gasps> big news for me. Big news for I, I the bummer is it's a it's like it's a real fat suit part. He's playing a 600 pound man. Um Well, come on and that's where i'm like and it's darren aronofsky he and i are famously in a fight (laughs) because i don't care for his movies i think they're freaky they're you know what your movies are freaky darren and they're freaky for me you know what you make the girls scream the whole time no that's not for me why can't you have a nice song put a nice song in a movie you know what i like shirts creek i call it shirts creek because it's a swear (laughs) word but it's a funny show that is funny shirts i like les mis not the movie, the play. Yeah, the, the play. But I, but I don't, I don't like to watch the play. I just like to listen to it. That's how I best absorb things when I go see a Broadway show. I put on a record. I close my eyes. I face, I face the back. I sit backwards. <laughs> I get yelled at every time. I say, "Mind your business." Look well, at the show. 
And, and Zach, I will say that as I was doing research for this, I found that there were all these other like internet boogeymen, which the funny thing is, is that they are largely just very poorly photoshopped, scary things that like come from a time when people didn't really know how to use Photoshop. And so if there was a photograph of something, people would just be like, well, that's real for sure. You know? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I remember, I, I think it was called Smiling Dog which is just like a husky with that has like human teeth and it's smiling and everyone was so scared of it. And I remember thinking like, well, I mean, it has to be a real smiling dog because how could you even do something like this? It's like, you know what? Computers <gasps> are a marvel. Oh, I think I see it. It's like a husky. Oh, that is scary. Yeah. It's like a husky. It's on a front eyes. lawn. What's that? It's on a front. Oh, I see it. Yeah. I don't care for that. And then there's also the rake, which that one was the one that, that scared a lot of people because it looks like it's a picture taken in like a like a hunting night camera, you know? Ooh, I don't like that. Yeah, and it's like a skeletal, creepy, ghoulish looking thing. Um, and then this one really, this one does frighten me. And and Zach, if you're not looking to get spooked, then maybe maybe you're gonna want to put this on mute for a minute. But um, there's a creepy pasta called the Smiling Man. That's just like this account of a guy walking home and seeing like a dancing smiling man who then like follows him and is just smiling the whole time. And that scared me very much. This is just being 24 in Williamsburg. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's the reality. I I hate to say. No, but I think it's weirder when it's like when he's just smiling and in the suburbs. in like, the sub- yeah, I'm looking at a picture and it's the suburbs and I'm like, oh, that's way scarier. Yeah. Like the idea of walking home to my parents' house at night from the train station in Massapequa is much scarier than like walking anywhere in the city because if somebody's about- out, oh. it's weird. I think about that all the time. I, I've i talked about on this podcast that maybe the scariest time of my life was my mom when I was a kid volunteered me to walk um, a neighbor's dog after she had broken her leg. <laughs> And mm-hmm. I would walk the dog at nine o'clock at night for 45 minutes every night. And, um, it's so long. It's a long time to walk a dog. And the, and I love dogs and this dog hated me Anna, so much. And I, in my head, as I would walk this dog through my very dark neighborhood at the time in the suburbs of South Florida, um, would imagine seeing a person in a straight jacket coming, like running, like, but not a normal straight jacket, like, like a, like an early 20th century straitjacket, like something out of the Nick, you know? Oh, yeah. And I would imagine that one was like, someone was just running at me in a straitjacket. And one night I was walking and way in the distance, this white thing was like running in our direction. And I was like, well, it's all happening. I willed my own demise. And um, <laughs> it was either a white cat or a rabbit, but either way, white cat or white rabbit at night running at you. V scary. Yes. That is, I, I uh, frequently, my scary thing that happened this week is just seeing Ladybird walking in the dark. <laughs> she looked like a little fair. ghost. That is very fair because at night, animals move differently too. Even the animals we love in our home. Um, even those ones. Even those ones. Animals move weirder at night than during the day. It's time someone said it. This is science. <laughs> um, but yeah. As a kid, if I were a kid and the internet was as significant a part of my life as it is for kids now, of course these things would be terrifying to me because someone is saying it 
on the internet. And as a kid, if someone said something, I was like, well, nine out of 10 chances, this is true. Because who would lie? Right. Who would? Um, and Zach, just remember if something, if online ever freaks you out, um, I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. Talk to a trusted adult. But just remember that you are part of a very rare a generation where you've never not known the internet and that most pe- most children ever or kids um, haven't had to deal with the internet. That's and true. it is just one part of life. It's just one dang part of life. But we're so uh, grateful to have you as a listener and how cool to have yeah. a younger listener. Um, and we hope that this little breakdown of Momo and other internet boogie things um, was clarifying and de-terrifying. Deterrifying. That's a good word, Andrew. You should make money on that. Thank you so much. I'm planning on selling like big novelty cups, you know, like big, huge, long cups that you get that you're like, why would I ever buy this? Oh, sure. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, well, I could pay $20 to refill it all day and then I bring it home. Wow. It's like this long, thin novelty cup could hold half a Sprite. I'm going to buy it. Oh, no, I just clicked on a GIF of Smiling Man. Oh, it's really scary. Yeah, I don't recommend. I I don't recommend clicking on any GIFs, you know, that have to. I didn't know it was a GIF. I thought it was just a picture. Can he come close to the screen? No, he's just doing his thing. Okay, he's dancing. I'm going to put the link in the chat and I want you to look at it and I want people to hear. No, it's fine. Okay, okay. Click on it. Okay, I'm clicking. Oh, I don't like it already. Oh, weird. It's it's taken. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is scary. <laughs> that's what, when Andrew sees something very scary, he goes, "Yeah." Yeah. That scares me. <laughs> that really scares me. I don't he's like doing a boogie. He's, he's dancing. He's doing a boogie. Here's here's what makes it less scary to me. And here's how I can okay. here's how I can justify it being scary cuz that is Please. very scary to me and if I were walking Please. at night that gift would scare me very much. Oh, but when yeah. I imagine it being our friend Spencer Novick, who is an incredibly <gasps> talented uh, uh, dancer and clown and movement artist, I'm like, okay, this is all going to be fine. I mean, Spencer can be very scary, as as you will soon see. He's in the new season of American Horror Story. Um, yeah. But also, he's a very nice person. And if I just imagine him doing that, I'm like, Spencer Novick would never hurt anybody. He wouldn't. He's too nice. Yeah, it helps to have a friend who looks like the things that you're scared of because he trains himself to contort himself to look like it. Yeah. Like hopefully, hopefully we all have a friend who looks like the saw puppet, you know, (laughs) I would love that. (laughs) There's probably somebody I I would bet. I think it might be me. If I thought hard. (laughs) Yeah. We all have, you know, this is probably a game that you shouldn't play with yourself when you consider like who of the horror film icons, who do my friends look like? Um, Yeah. It's just giving yeah. me feelings. Uh, Anna, before we go, I think it's time for our favorite segment. Scary, Scary ideas, ideas for things, things that could, that could happen. happen. Now, yes, sir. Uh, would you prefer to go first or second, Anna? Um, I would prefer to go second. Okay, great. Here we go. You are attending your first potluck party. You have never been to a potluck party very excited and you put your slow cooker down on the table and you gradually realize that everyone is staring at you and 
They're staring at you with cocked eyebrows and suspicious glances. Some people's jaws are dropped. And you're thinking, did I misunderstand what a potluck is? And you go to pick up your dish again. And you open it. And as planned, several gremlin-y little leprechauns jump out and start attacking all the guests. And you think, no, I mean, I think this is what a potluck is. That That could could happen. happen. Absolutely, that could happen. And this has happened a hundred times, probably just today. I mean, yeah, people are so scared of Momo. Let's talk about people who confuse potlucks for an opportunity to bring vengeful leprechauns to a party. Of course, you gotta check. You gotta check. Gotta call the host. Yeah, you gotta check. Um, Okay, I have one, and this is sort of this goes in my line of this theme that I've been exploring, which is that you are the beautiful wife of a mysterious older man. I love this series. Okay, okay. Your much older husband (laughs) has. Has taken you away to one of his Swiss chalets up in the the high mountains of the Alps in France. Yes. And it's snowing very, very hard. And you're like, oh, I'm excited to go skiing. And he says, no, we do not ski. You can ski, but I never ski. Not since what happened on January 13th. And you think, well, when I ask him about his past, he doesn't like it, so I just won't. And he just sits and makes a fire, and you go outside onto the snowy mountain, and you're wearing a long red scarf. And it's so red against the white, white snow and the wind picks up and it's whipping around and then you look down and see you have skis on your feet and you're going down the mountain at a very high speed but then you realize you're not going down the mountain you're going back up the mountain in reverse (laughs) and then you see a younger version of your much older husband and he has skied into the tree and he has he is deceased and but he's younger and you realize you're seeing a memory and then you snap out of it and you look inside and your husband's like i'm going to order postmates do you want anything and you're like yeah that, that could, could happen. happen anna it could i also will say and I know we, we talk about this a thousand times, but now it is really happening. Um, would any of you buy a shirt that says my much older husband with an arrow pointing to the side? <laughs> this works especially well if you have like a fat pet. <laughs> or if you like standing next to people. I mean, yeah. think of 
think of you it. can't hang out with your dad in this yeah, shirt, no. unfortunately. Unfortunately, or you have to make sure you stay on one side of your dad at all times. That's the you got to wear the shirt inside out, <laughs> like like you wore a Budweiser shirt to sixth grade. You got to turn it inside out. Oh, remember that? Remember when they used to do that? Wow. Oh my God, um, Zach! Thank you so much for this lovely email, and thank you for listening. Yes, you rock. You Hope everything's rock. going good. And uh, everybody else, get, get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.